There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Sneeze again. Oh no. Oh god. <laughs> Birthday sneeze. You know how I got it right in on the beat? You he's see gonna, how it's going to sneeze. I'm take credit for that. Doug and I are wearing our happy birthday dunce caps <laughs> today. Thank you, Cassie. Yeah, thank you, Cassie, oh, for that. that's awesome. Cassie brought in the cupcakes. We got good and plenties. We're ready to go. Ready to go. Alex has her avocado toast. Yep, I sure do. $12 avocado toast. It was $4. Oh. No, is it avocado or avocado? Avocado. It is avocado. 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 In West what Bloomington and East Bloomington, that's avocado. It's avocado. That's <laughs> yeah, what it is. Outside of the equator, are you hey, from? Hey, guys, have some avocado? Avocado. Sounds like something Kennedy would say. Do we have any avocado. avocados? <laughs> we will be right back, kick things off with the family. We'll do the intro when we get back. <laughs> okay. We can sing. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I'm not going to go if I have to find out <laughs> Oh, my myself. God, that's loud again. With there a layover? Are. Absolutely not. Well, no, but I thought you would go with Andy and Melissa. That's what I thought, too, but well, they're getting in it all. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Thomas. And belated Happy birthday to you. And same to Dougie. Thank you and, very oh, much. And Doug, too. Happy birthday to Doug. <laughs> no, 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 no. Happy birthday We just Happy lost our listener. Happy birthday, dear Dougie. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You look Thank like a favorite. monkey and you smell England like Dan. one, too. <laughs> How old are you? How old are you? 61. <laughs> All right, lighting yeah. of the candle. Who wants oh, to light Tom's candle? candle? Too far away. It's right over here. I can't reach. The out. lighting of the candle. Yeah. Dougie can. The do historic. It. Lighting <laughs> <of> the <candle. laughs> Those are the chocolate candles, aren't they? Yes, but don't forget to take the wick out. No, I want to eat the wick. Well, you can eat the wick if you felt like it. Want okay. to have gastric intestinal issues don't later? Spit on me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, we should have done that and then sang, but you know, oh, we do things backwards no, here a lot. Good. Thank you. Yeah. 
Or the edible chocolate candles. Oh, there it wasn't go. a fake deal where it comes back on. No. I've seen one of those in like 15, 20 we did, years. We That's did that to Andy Fisher, <laughs> and he got really pissed off. Really? I did that to my aunt, Anne. Blown it out. Ah. Blown it out. <laughs> <laughs> he finally figured out it was the never The thing going. is, you can you tell because they kind of sparkle yeah, yeah, they when do. you yeah. blow them yeah. out. So yeah, she, she was suspicious yeah. right away. She did. Like, she okay, played along nice. for a couple of minutes. Like a forest fire <laughs> over here. Blow it. Blow well, on it more. at least more. it's not 68. Blow on it more. Eat it. It's a oh, oh, my God. <laughs> it's well, can't even eat a cupcake. Uh, seriously. It's not injured. Blow in a china shop every time. Pipe down, all of you. There we go. All right. So that the birthday well, festivities have begun. Oh, Just that's it. it. That's the whole wick. Yeah. Yes. Oh. You'll find out when you bite into it. <laughs> You've got wick in your teeth. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Ooh, that's good. There's that's something one in your big teeth. piece of floss. Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> it looks like a Kit Kat. It does. A Kit Kat with a wick in that's it. That's really good chocolate, though. They so have dark up? chocolate and milk <laughs> chocolate, too. And they sell them at Barley's. I've never seen them anywhere else. Barley's. But they are a little pricey. Are they? Yeah, like two ninety nine a piece. I'll ask Chris over wow. at Kowalski's if so, they I mean, sell them. For one, one's okay, but you wouldn't be you wouldn't <clears throat> right. be able to do a cake in yeah. them unless you're loaded. Yeah, rolling in it, rolling in the dough, KDWB kind of money. Yeah, yeah, the big dough. <laughs> hey, who was the woman on the morning show this morning? Shannon. Shannon works. I think she does some weekend stuff for us. She's very oh, okay. nice. Why? I was just curious. I mean, she's, it's a different voice. And I'm like, oh, that's somebody new. I don't know she was. <laughs> somebody new. Because Candace has decided that she wanted to go to some rock fest in Austin, Texas. Mm. Is that South by Southwest? Rock Is fest. that this? No, that's no, not. It's not. Rock it's not, fest? What's that, Wicker Man? No, oh. it's, a, it's, it's an over-the-top, like, metal show. She probably oh. just wanted to get out of the cold. We're like 20 degrees I, below I normal it's, here oh. and have been for six weeks. Tom and Rhodes was on the show this morning. He'll, he'll be on this show tomorrow. He was already going, I thought it was going to be 50. Nope. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah well, so he didn't bring a jacket? Uh-huh. No. Well, he better go buy one. What are you going to do? He just got back from a world tour. He literally was in... Mongolia. He was everywhere. Yeah, I follow him on so I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he's constantly posting pictures from all over the yeah. world. I'm like, oh my god! So how do you do jokes in Mongolia? Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. They all speak For English. One, yeah. And how do they, they translate? So they all speak English well enough to understand like mm-hmm. puns and primrose really? paths. Because that's the hardest thing to learn. Yeah, for real. <clears throat> oh, but what's what's a pun and what isn't? Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. all the idiomatic parts of a language that oh, yeah, exactly. you can just what's speak funny in, a long time in one region might not be right. funny in another. Yeah, Mongolia. You don't think humor when you think Mongolia. You think but maybe, being invaded by the Chinese government. Exactly. <laughs> maybe things have changed. Might take some of that sense of humor yeah. away. Is that what you're talking about? Maybe. Mongolia's very weird, though. So in that, two Chinese soldiers walk into a bar. Right. Maybe he does, like, Air Force... Air Force bases or something like that. Probably, yeah. No, no. I don't know. Well, I don't know what he, we'll find out tomorrow. We could ask him tomorrow. I That'll be good. I don't look think up where they he have was. Air Force bases in Mongolia. <clears throat> How do you probably know? Not. We have Air Force bases. How do you know? Because Don? I don't know for sure. But just because you're I'd a year older doesn't to... mean you're wiser. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Some Bo Siegel's a year older. John Hines will be a year older tomorrow. Oh, that's Mark right. Mark Rosen will be a year older on the 13th, six days from now. I can keep going. Everybody I know was born in November. Pretty. It was so funny. Michelle Defoy is like, God, I wonder why there's so many November birthdays. And they said, well, you know, we were all made in the 60s in the, or the 50s. And when you think about it, there were two TV stations and they went off the air in the wintertime at 10 o'clock at night. Yep. There really wasn't much they else did? to do. Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. They played the oh, yeah, national anthem the national and then it was the... I remember one channel, I think it might have been 11, signed off at midnight. The rest and of I them reached up played something. And I don't touched the, the face of God. I wasn't allowed well, to stay up like that late. September, <laughs> if you're born in September, you're a New Year's Eve baby. You're born in November, you're a Valentine's yeah. Day Valentine's baby. Valentine's Day, Day baby. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What's well, October? Well, in I'll the winter time. People are indoors. Well, that's right. Right. When you're born, <laughs> Andy, you're Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, yeah. Yeah, because you're only about two weeks off of Valentine's Day, so that's you're true. fine. Pregnancy yeah. isn't the most precise no. science in the world. Especially when it your mom not. does it. She just screws it all up. <laughs> oh, boy. My God, I brought you a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> My God. And a chocolate candle. And a chocolate what candle. What more do you want? God, what more could geez. you ask for in life? That's I what know. I'd like to know. Why all this hostility? Yeah. Well, it is true that the most common birthdays are between June and October. 
by far. June, July, <laughs> August, September, and so October. Being a yep. March person, I'm a early baby. October. Late October doesn't really count, apparently. Hmm. Really. I wonder yeah. why that would be. So it's all Christmas stuff? Not too many February I just planned on No, that's on not having, soon enough for Christmas. I just planned on having my kids I mean, in the spring enough. because I didn't want to be pregnant in the summer. Yep, that's uh, how I felt. Yeah. Except so, you were. fun, I got pregnant September, no, end of August, and Sage, it was early September. So I was never pregnant in, like, the heat of... In the heat of the night? Because it just sounds terrible. <laughs> Mom was pregnant with, was. It, with Andy Yeah, yeah you summer. were pregnant I summer. thought yeah. having yeah. a baby in the, late fa- in the fall would be good because you're, like, inside with an infant. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to be inside in the summer. That's what I thought with him. I don't know what I was thinking with you. <laughs> Why I had a February baby. Well, it was an accident, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> well, they actually, no, it some of my not. favorite we people kidding. are accidents. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dan was an accident. Mom I don't know. Really? My, my mom recently, I don't know if it's because she's kind of getting a little loopy. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> she, she said she wanted all of us kids. I'm like, yeah, that's the narrative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the political statement. Particularly you, Catherine. You're the one I wanted the most. Yeah. And then my sister, of course, had to tell me that she remembers my mother holding me as, a, as an infant and crying Whoops. and saying, I don't know if I can do this again. Thanks, Pam. So are you the Pam's end so of fun. the line or the beginning? From the end. The end. end of the line. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah. you know. My sister had to tell me how unwanted I was and right. how miserable well, I job. made my mother. Right. <laughs> Thanks. That's her job. Yeah, it kind of is her is. job. You know, it, you're adopted. <laughs> my favorite is when <laughs> Troy If I didn't look a lot like my dad. Because my brother, yeah. people don't, don't know, the boys in my family's names are Terry, Tom, Todd, Tony, and Troy. They're all T's. And both the girls are supposed to be Roberta and Rebecca. But then before Vicky was born, one of her friends named her kid Rebecca. And I said, why did you let that? You were never going to see her again as long as you live anyway. People get really weird about yeah. names. They do get really, really yeah, weird. But do. Roberta and Victoria turned out to be because Rebecca was already taken in the neighborhood. Rosemary? <clears throat> Rosemary could have been. One of my favorite, yeah. though, was when my grandfather, biggest Rihanna? prick on earth that he was. Ronnie. Rachel. <clears throat> my mother's father, Amal Dane, uh, he had this deal going. He's someone else, Ladder last guy. He had this deal. <laughs> I can't listen to it without laughing. Like, I, I can't. Laugh. I have to run away. Well, exactly right. I don't know why it's so funny to me. It's, it is. It's hysterical. It's... You know why I knew that he could lisp? Because every time he looked at me, he went, you son of a bitch. So I knew, I knew he had that lateral S deal going. And I'd be like, you know Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz. He knows Lou Holtz. But anyway, so he's about a thousand years old when Troy is born. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. What's the problem? The river or the state? So he calls me. He goes, Toots. That's where my, by the way, my mother's nickname came from, Toots, because her father could not say Theophila. He tried and tried and tried. He would always say Thealfalfa. Oh, dear Lord. Theophalfa. Theophalfa. My daughter, Theophalfa. So then he went with, I just call her Toots. Why he picked a word with an S in it, I will never understand either. Wouldn't you, like, anything but an S. I don't know. So Troy's born. He calls the hospital. He goes, Toots, I heard you had another baby. What's the deal? She goes, I had a boy. What's his name? She goes, Troy. And there's a long pause. He goes, Floyd? What the hell did you name him Floyd for? All the other boys' names are T. She thought Floyd. he said Floyd. Terry, Tom, Todd, Tony, and Floyd. Floyd. <laughs> well, that's why you call him Floyd from time to time. Bit. That's why you call him Pink Floyd to this day. <laughs> Pink Floyd. <laughs> to this day, he's still known as Pink Floyd. Because <laughs> he thought his name was Floyd. Floyd. Yeah, Terry, Tom, Todd, Tony, and Floyd. <laughs> really, uh, really just, just flowing right I down have, the creek. My sister-in-law is one of... Five and all of them are ours. They're all ours. Rosemary, Rachel, Renee, Rebecca, and Reed. See, I dated a girl when I was fifteen. I think she was eighteen or so, and her whole family were all D's, including the the mom and the dad. It was just oh uh, really, and they lived in Deep Haven. Uh, oh god, so you fit right in then with Doug. I know. Yeah. yeah, they probably only could marry people. Yeah, with <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like a cult. Yeah, so no, you unless cult. you go with. Dan, her name Don, was Dorothy, Doug. but she went by Dodie, even as a 15-year-old. Oh, yeah, I was impressed myself when I was dating an 18-year-old. I thought, that's a terrible name. Yeah. Dodie? Dodie. I don't know. We knew a Dodie. Lived by my mother. 
Oh, yeah. She was really good friends oh, with yeah. your mom. Really good like, friends, yeah. I remember her. She painted us some pottery pieces. Oh, really? I don't remember no. that, but I remember Dodie. Remember what happened Very the last nice. time I that I went she was to, half uh, I ran into her? Yeah, she was. Last time that I, I ran into her. Well, actually, I didn't run into her. I had to go to her apartment to pick something up, and no one had told me, and I don't know why they didn't tell me, that she had gone blind. Oh. Well, your mother... I mean, God bless Toots. little old ladies. <laughs> God bless little old ladies. Yes, God bless little she, old ladies. She, I, you're, so she went blind because of the macular degeneration right, thing. Right. Your mother thought that she had run into a cabinet. That's correct. And poked her eye out. Both, <laughs> both of them? Not just one, but both of them. That's With tough. a cabinet? <clears throat> But no Just one told me. Right out and doors. she also thought she was kidnapped for a little while. There was a lot of weirdness going on floor number five or whatever it was. Yeah, it was, in the, it was fifth floor. Yeah, fifth floor. Yeah, she got a little uh, demented at the end there. Who, Toots? Yeah. No, she didn't. No, this was, was way before. <laughs> this was way before that crazy Oh, my mother. Unbelievable. Yeah. Have I told you the story about the duck? Yes, yes, you have. Well, let oh, me yes. tell it to she you again. She won a duck in a dance competition. Yes. We all uh-huh. know. And but then they gave me time. a duck, and it was alive. Uh-huh. What am I supposed to do with a live duck? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. I don't know. What yeah, okay. are you supposed to do? Oh, Odessa, who won a duck? Oh, it was Odessa. a fun story the first time. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's true. You know, winning a live duck. So yeah. I go what to do Dodie's do? to pick something up for my mother. She answers the door, and I go, hey, Dodie. And she goes, <gasps> like this. And I go, what? She goes, who is it? Who is it? I'm like, it's me. It's the Grim Reaper. Nobody had told no. me she had gone blind. And she couldn't see me. And she, you know. That's probably what she thought. Right. Thought because you were a mugger. Or yeah. yeah. I was a mugger. Well, your voice is higher than yeah. Toots's, so she must have thought yeah, you were related. My mother would have been, hey, listen, it's me over here. Say, Dodie, what are you doing? God, Toots and her buddies. Louie Anderson calls me one time. Were. Hey, I just talked to your mother. She wants to come and see the show at Northrop Auditorium. I said, you need any tickets? She goes, yeah, 22. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just do a private show for him? Yeah, right. Just yeah. keep everybody else come out. Come on over Sunday afternoon at 2. Yeah. One of my great memories of, of Northrop Auditorium in 1968 or something like that. 69, maybe, I went to a show at Northrop King. And I got screamed at by the woman because I used the term. Now, I was only 16 years old, and I used the term usherette in 1968, 69. Mm -hmm. She did not appreciate that. What's wrong with usherette? I'm an usher. I'm not an usherette. I'm not a little usher. That was the height of the hairy armpit movement in the yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hairy armpit movement well thank you I wish you I could get behind about. that too stinky too gross I know <laughs> stinky and how can gross? you guys stand to have armpit hair I don't know Ugh. I can't even I feel mine itchy and weird mine's no. kind of wispy mine's really soft <laughs> yeah mine too do you I'm pet it before you do that good night honey good night see you tomorrow <laughs> petting his own armpit <laughs> really classy Doug nothing but class with you yeah, that's right. Well, if it's silky and long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. What the hell is that all about? Ick. I know, the, other day, the other day I was like laying on the floor with Fawn and I hadn't shaved my armpits in like two days. It's Fawn, long sleeve weather. Fawn like poked my arm. She's like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. getting to the age where she'll point out every flaw that you've ever had. I was like, one day you'll get armpit hair. She was a big hit, by the way, yesterday. She's so cute. Oh, yeah, you were all annoyed by her. No, they were. She was a big hit because I interviewed her. <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna say you should have just kept interviewing her. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> she was happy as long as she was being interviewed. Being interviewed, she was ecstatic. I was like, I want to go home. Yeah, like, like, hey! Don't we all? Her. The best was her song from out in the hall. Yeah, she was in the other room by herself, and she's like, "We're at the party. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go party." <laughs> It was very Carol Burnett. <laughs> like just at the top of her lungs. All right, we'll be back. And then she peeks in the door. Oh. Yeah, she did peek in the door. We'll be right back with the family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. 
A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. We're going to do a Walzer spot here. What do you think of that? Let's just talk about cupcakes. That was I fantastic. Know. This is a good yeah, cupcake. Yeah, your cupcake already? I know, I just, look, I just ate a small portion for people God watching at home. <laughs> I was going to go to Kowalski's, but I didn't have time. I do actually have something cool to talk about, although you're going to have to email me at Doug at Walzer.com because I don't have all the details. They're having a big hiring fair next week, but I can't remember if it's Tuesday or Wednesday. So it's at the Thank corporate office. Well, you're the one that forgot to do the commercial in the first place. I never forgot Mr. anything. Mr. I'm in the Hall of you. Fame with radio. <laughs> anyway, how did that come up? Well, just Ding. show management. Oh, you heard saying. me out in the hall? Yeah. <laughs> talking to yourself. So anyway, we're going to be hiring for all different kinds of positions, corporate positions, sales, uh, service. I'll get you the details. It's in the afternoon and evening. Uh, headquarters for Walzer, uh, World Domination Headquarters, is 7700 France Avenue. World Excuse Domination. me. Kitty Corner from <laughs> Fuddruckers, if you know where that is. 494 in France, basically. So give me a buzz, and I promise I will get the actual information. Nice. Do you think Fuddruckers is ever going to change their name? It's not a great name. Fuddruckers is not a good name. It does seem like a swear. There's only one left. <laughs> Walzer.com. Yeah, I don't know that there's another one in town, is there? There used to be everywhere. There's I've one never in Edina, been to one. Uh, yeah, like on France. Yeah. That's the only one I, I just know. Only one that I'm aware of, yeah. I thought there was another one up on France further. No? I don't, I don't think so. Let's see. I don't know. Andy's tracking it down. You're there was one on Wayzata Boulevard, but it's closed. You're so thinking of macaroni grill. If anybody wants to call in and give Tom crap for his birthday, the number is 612-295-1526. Why would they give me crap on my birthday? Well, it's no different than any other day. I'm a very nice person. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, no, I don't want is, anything for my birthday. That's the only Fuddruckers in the state. That's really? what I thought, yeah. There used to be a bunch of them. <clears throat> All of those franchises are crashing and burning all of them yeah a lot yeah you're right it really it's that that whole thing is fast food is has got major problems unless of course you're a chicken sandwich at popeyes and yeah. you get stabbed for that <laughs> you stabbed a guy to death over a chicken sandwich what was the stabbing in the bloomington high school all about what uh, it was Which a fight time? over a couple over of some, girls were fighting yeah Which one of them stabbed school? the other Oh. Kennedy, it, Emma? No. Uh, <laughs> no, it's right. Is there a What? That was a nice one. The cake eaters stabbed each other? <sighs> That's what we used to call Jefferson kids. Okay. Well, you know, they That's bust them in That's what happens when you let We're those East Bloomington people he, into yeah, West exactly. Bloomington. <laughs> well, technically, technically where I lived, I would have been West Bloomington because the... What they say divides East and West Bloomington is... Normandale Boulevard? Or no, it's so. Uh, Portland. Portland? All the way to Portland. Oh, mm-hmm. huh. oh yeah. It's, yeah. So technically, hmm. a lot of people West think Bloomington, France, but... but it's not France. What mm-hmm. year did busing begin in Minneapolis? 
Oh my God, I don't know. Was it sixty-nine, seventy-something like that? I know in Boston it was like sixty-seven. So maybe that was the same day that burning buses became fashionable. Yes, I did notice that. Yes, I think it was sixty-seven because I do remember uh, because we lived right across the street from North High School back then, and I remember the bus pulled up and it was full of white kids, and I'm like. You guys do this on purpose? You wanted to come to school here? Really? We didn't have much of a choice. It's a neighborhood school, right? But then the busing began, and I guess a lot of North High students ended up going to going to Hopkins. A lot they of them wound do. up at Marshall U. Oddly yeah, enough, Marshall, yeah. great yeah, sports yes. talent. Yeah, so oh, Ed yeah. was up there recruiting us. Yeah. What do you think this is, D1? This yeah. is high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. That was uh, a different era. There's no doubt about that. Right? Yeah, and it just it didn't really work. Bussing? Yeah. No, it doesn't. None of that stuff works. Well, they do it all the time. Here's what I understand. Now. We are now going to bring the feds in because of our problems with shootings in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Really? I didn't know that. Ugh. What happened to the, what were the, the something berets? Was it? Red berets, raspberry. Oh, I no, know. What you mean. The, uh, uh, the, in New York, you mean? <laughs> no, Sil- they were here. They Curtis were here. Silva, Silva, was that his name? Sliwa, Sliwa. Curtis Sliwa. That was. They were like a guardian yeah. angels. Yeah. Guardian <laughs> angels, and they they were red berets. Yeah, red berets. Yeah, yeah, they were in all the major cities that were having a lot of problems. Correct. Was that like a community service, yes. or was that government funded? <clears throat> no, that was all community. Who but was I mean, who would fund that? Because we that's why can't know. we do that again? We need to do that again because every day now somebody gets stabbed or shot in either Minneapolis, St. Mm-hmm. Paul, or both. And the, and the mayor of Minneapolis, uh, Mayor Fry, less. it's like he's cutting back on the police force. I so mean, is Melvin Carter in St. Paul. We've got the weakest, Same most story. repulsive government system. We really it's do in Minnesota. It's sad. Dreadful. This size of city should not have these issues. No. No. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. No, it's absolutely got to get these people out of office. Well, it's all because they want to get get into bigger office. They're just well, you recruiting. Just can't just keep voting some for somebody just because they have a D behind their name. I agree. You a have D, to, a D have or to an vote R, for people one. that are going to do something about stuff. That's, that's why they need to get rid of political parties. No, I agree, but that doesn't look like that. that's going to happen because there's just too much money to be made. I know, and that's them. sad because <laughs> if, they, if you were to take away the party from each bless candidate, you, bless you. then people would you actually. Focus on individual now. issues. Yeah. Plus you, um, you know what I'm saying. They wouldn't say, "Oh, I'm just going to vote for them because they're a Democrat or a Republican." Yeah, nobody yeah. should ever do that anyway. And then they never do. They just go they in the booth and they just <clears> vote <throat> party line. And they my mother did. They don't care what they are. If they as were not a Democrat, right... sorry. No, I was just going to say very quickly that when Tim Pawlenty was elected governor, he and Toots were very, very good friends down the line, and she told him flat out, "I would never vote for you because you're a Republican." Mm-hmm. So it, it was all about just you had to be a Democrat or you were not going to get her vote. Exactly. Life is a lot simpler and easier mm-hmm. when you just uh, yeah, probably you do true. things like yeah. that. I mean, you have, then you no have to nuance, re- no thinking. Well, and it would, it's hard to find what politicians stand for. Because they just, they just say the Whatever same old hear, things, yeah. the same little <clears throat> sound bites, and they, you never really know what they're talking about unless you really research it. That should be something that's front and center. I was talking to Doug before the show started today that Hillary's going after Elizabeth Warren big time now. It sure does look like she's going to run again. God, I hope it? she doesn't. <clears throat> I think she might. Why? She might do it. Are they down to $4 billion? They need five, six, seven. Yeah, they're probably down to $4 billion over at the Clinton household, so they need more money. She just cannot admit she ran for governor twice and lost both times. Prez. Yeah. Oh, you said, said governor. Governor, yeah. She president. Sorry, president twice. Yeah, oh, wait. She yep. did, for the nomination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she didn't run for president. Yeah. yeah, she didn't make it through the primary. She did not. I think so everybody's that, done with that whole Clinton. I think so. Many, yeah, probably. Aren't they? No one likes so. them anymore. How many uh, Democratic candidates are women right now? Is it just Elizabeth Warren? No, no, no. no. You got Tulsa no. Gabbard, and you got Amy uh, Klobuchar, and I'm you just got trying to think how many Harris. Kamala Harris. Okay, is there. so I think they're probably down to Hillary's three. probably going to try to start picking off the top women. Oh, she's doing. Oh, yeah, Tulsi Gabbard. She already went after her yeah. big time. Yeah, that's I like Tulsi Gabbard. I don't know what the hell. She kind of came unwound though, didn't she? Who? It was it Tulsi? It was just all of a sudden she's like really? in this big cat fight. I thought. I'm like, with well, who? but that was with Hillary. Right. Hillary started it. <clears throat> 
I probably would have handled advised her to handle that. Although it sounds like she was planning on bailing anyway. So, I oh like really? Kelsey Gabbard. She served in the military. She's smart. She's a mixed race woman. What the hell more do you want? You got it all. The you clicked all the, or you checked all the boxes. Probably since she is an unknown, there's just not enough money. Yeah, but nobody yeah. knows who any of these people are. I mean, ugh. Yeah. What I love is I'll vote for you even though you lied to us for several years and kept uh, a Native American out of college because you claim to be one. How do they let her get away with that? Water under the bridge. Water under the bridge. She kept a Native American out of college because she took that spot. That's horrible what she did. Now, I'll tell you uh, uh, maybe a slightly different look at that, and I'm not a huge Elizabeth oh, Warren fan. Here we go. But this whole 23 and Me stuff is really... A lot of people are surprised about what their heritage actually is yeah. because yeah. they're told the time that they're little kids yes. what it is. It's like right. family. And from what I understand, that was her deal. Mm-hmm. Is that her grandparents said you're part Cherokee or whatever it is. So I, I don't, I kind of give her a pass on that, quite honestly. Because, well, Cassie, you're a great example. You didn't yeah. know you were Jewish until, what, six months ago? Yeah, exactly. But didn't Elizabeth Warren, didn't she like try to repent? Native American benefits. Like, yes. That's well, the she thing. did. She thought she was, so she thought that it would get her into, you know. Oh, okay. Special well, class she, treatment or whatever it is. I'd respect that if she took the test, found out that she functionally wasn't, and then said, "Oh, I guess I'm not." Which, but instead, she, she's, she said, "Oh, I'm a one thousand. That's still that still counts. I wasn't." Oh, lying. did she? Okay. Well, yeah. then I that's changed my, my problem opinion. with her. What she did. By the way, pretty much everybody. Including the people at this table are more Native American than she yeah. is. Yeah, one one thousandth is less than average. Not in, me. I'm in the whitest person. Yeah, I don't have any. You are a honky. My family my taught the pilgrims to make martinis. <laughs> He's not lying about that, by the way. Until like what, 150 years ago at most. Yeah. So. Who are are? Yeah. 130 years ago. Well, how about yours? Uh, even newer, right? I don't even know where Grandpa's family comes from i have no idea oh i have a whole i have a whole book on the germanic side of things when did they did his dad come over or did no his grandpa came over yes okay so yeah like four or five generations have only been my grandma Mm -hmm. minnie was the first person born in america in her family that was in 1989 And they were from Germany, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Her family was from Germany, yep. Yeah, I, ha- I have ancestry starting coming over here from the 1700s all the way up until... Really? The turn of the century, you know, in the early 1900s. You're related to Miles Standish? <laughs> I could be. I found out I'm related to George Washington. He's my second cousin, ninth removed. George Washington is? Yeah. The comedian or the president? The president. <laughs> I mean, George Wallace, which one, the racist or the black one? I have both sides of that name. I love George Wallace, the comedian. What he a great yeah. guy. He was what great a, at, in, that, at, in Vegas on the morning was. show. He really was fun. He and I just love how he kept that name because George yeah. Wallace yeah. was such a, yep. um iconic name during the 60s in the Civil Rights Movement because of him being the, the governor there and not – being very friendly. <laughs> no. Not being very no. friendly. Wow, that's, well, that's a nice well, way to put it. Let's all the Negroes. Yeah, that's pretty unfriendly. I watched a documentary with him in it, and he's so old. I mean, he's like sitting in the chair. Oh, George Wallace? Yeah. Oh, God. And he's got, like, uh, this black man standing kind of behind him with his hand on his shoulder. <laughs> like, see, I'm not a racist. See, I'm not a racist. I have what? a black butler. <laughs> oh, God. This I guy wipes my butt. I promise. <laughs> 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 I'm not racist. He touches my anus uh, yeah, great. it was like it's, it's very odd and uncomfortable it, yes. it was a documentary on the civil rights movement and the kkk or something i can't remember oh it was yeah it was, it was just so odd <laughs> you think we'll ever get over that skin color thing in this country it'll ever happen yes, all they talk about now is skin color it's every one of them oh oh their skin color skin color would you calm down mm-hmm. god we're we're breeding across races pretty frequently, so it'll be oh, another yeah. couple hundred years, and we'll all be this really cool golden brown. I hope so, because I I'm very pasty. I don't think <laughs> well, you. I don't, you. I don't think, Too late yeah. for you. <laughs> not I'm ret- really 139 years old. It's not you retroactive, what from what I understand. That's not how it works. Oh, it's dang not, it! It's not retro. I would think between you and your, your husband having your sweater. 
Hey. Cupcake. Oh, this is my working on car sweaters. Oh, that's your working on car well, sweaters. Thanks for oh, dressing up for Tom's birthday. <laughs> yeah, thanks, yeah. Doug. Uh, I, I wore a nice outfit for your birthday. You know, got real pants on and everything. <laughs> are those driving <laughs> moccasins? What? Are those those are driving shoes you're they wearing? They are, yeah. Wow. Wow. Guy gets dug deep in the closet for those. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man, I love that car. I oh, my you would. God, that car is kind of comfortable. It drives beautifully. It is a nice Nobody car. Nobody can bother me by it. Nobody else great. Sarah wants one of those, too, because we've been watching The Blacklist, and oh, Ray, yeah. Ray, yep. James Spader plays this wonderful character named uh, Raymond Reddington, and he drive, He has a guy that drives, his bodyguard drives him around the back of a Don't give class. Tom any ideas. It's his birthday. I need a bodyguard. Say, Tevin Pittman, what are you doing today? <laughs> I need a bodyguard. A driver slash bodyguard, please. Well, Tevin would not be a bad bodyguard, I will tell you that. Oh, he's too sweet. That's true. He's a very he sweet He doesn't have man. a menacing sorry, face at all. Yeah. <laughs> no. He's, yeah. He's, he's like, hey, look. Hey. Tevin. Hey. They're being really mean to you. That's all I have to say. No. We're watching Blacklist the other night, and he busts into this guy's bedroom because he's going to either kill him or get the information that he wants. And he wakes up, and James Spader's sitting on the edge of the bed. He goes, what are you doing here? And he goes... I have a question. Is this memory foam or is it a uh, pillow top? Is this memory foam? I do love <laughs> that about weirdest him. weirdest guy. He's I really weird. Love. Well, remember what he said on the KQ Morning Show? Did you ever hear about that never, story? No, I have not. <clears throat> we are talking to James Spader one time. This is when he was on Boston Legal. Okay, so mm-hmm. right. oh, 15 years ago. Yeah, 15 years ago. So, Tom, everything's going well. We're on Boston Legal, and William Shatner and I are having a really good time. He doesn't, ever, he doesn't get too Denny excited Green. about anything. Right. Uh, Pop woman on the show. Something. Woman on the show at the time says, "Do you have a girlfriend?" And there's a pause. He goes, "Well, that would be none of your goddamn business." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't it think he actually what? acts. I think no, just no, that's the way him. he is. That's pretty much he, James Spader, which I love. He gives me the creep. Well, you're he's supposed to. That's why he's perfect. In yeah, black. he is kind of a <laughs> yeah. kind of smarmy. Yeah, you're gross. like, what's up with that guy? I, yeah. like, I love the guy. He's a great guest. He really is good. We'll take a break. Be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. What about an Elvis show? <laughs> yeah, it's the monkeys. Come on. Oh, it's the monkeys? I always loved the monkeys. I did, I did too. too. I actually knew more about the monkeys before I knew about the Beatles. Get out. Because yeah, I used to watch the show because it would rerun them, and I'm like, I was so fascinated by the show, and then I found out about the Beatles. I'm like, oh, okay, so these are kind of like our the American version of the Beatles. So I love the Monkees. You know where they got that idea, by the way, hmm. from Ozzy Nelson. Really? Yep, Ozzy Nelson and Ozzy and Harriet. It was the guy who figured out if we do a show about a family, and our youngest son is kind of a real handsome rock and roll singer. 
he made his son Ricky Nelson the the approachable Elvis Presley. Oh. Very very smart. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Well, then how many mu- musical shows, family musical shows, were there? There was the Partridge, Partridge family. After that, yeah. After that, yeah. There was a bunch <clears> of them. <throat> Should I do my impression of Catherine when the the first time she met Ricky Nelson? Go ahead. So like you're Ricky Nelson, <laughs> all right? And I introduced Catherine to Ricky Nelson. She's like. <laughs> You're pretty. You were just embarrassing. We got some coke hanging out of your nose. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, Ricky, wasn't he the nicest man you ever met, though? Well, he was like such a soft-spoken he was person very too. He was just kind of like, oh, yeah, how are you do. I'm like, sweetheart of a guy, just a great guy. You think somebody who's been in the spotlight since he's been a child would be, yeah, you know, like right. big all the time when they're being approached by people yeah you would think but, but he, he wasn't he was always great to deal he was on capitol records back when i was there right. and yeah i remember the audience in that show how old was he when we went to that show he was probably 50 something yeah and most of the women in the show were older yeah, yeah they were yeah and he'd turn around shake his butt and they'd all they were throwing their underwear at him. Oh, I still tease my middle yeah. sister about because when she was like 12, she was in love with Bobby Sherman. Oh, oh. Bobby's a nice guy, though. Oh, he was. Yeah. I don't know. He hasn't been around in a while now. But what well, was his Bobby Sherman hit? was yeah. kind of the same vein of uh, Davy Jones yeah. and yeah. Paul McCartney. Yeah. They kind of started all looked the same <clears throat> yeah. in a way. Yeah. Davy Jones, another guy. He Nicest was... damn guy in the world. Nicest guy. You know, the people like that, my favorite in that group, though, was Michael Naismith, because Michael Naismith was unbelievable. Did yeah, he, he write could, most of He could of actually their... play. Oh, he could play, and he was a good writer. Did... That song, Joanne, was brilliant. Great song. Mm-hmm. Wonderful song. Yeah, Dave has interviewed him, and he's a very interesting guy, um, and very sweet, and sweet nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. What's he doing now? Oh, gosh, I think he's been... Uh, I'm trying to remember because it was a while ago that Dave interviewed him because um, he did it on coast when he s- would sub in on coast to coast. Uh, he's doing a lot of um, kind of like spiritual stuff. Oh, really? I oh. think he wrote like a book. <clears throat> well, he wrote that book, mm-hmm. and then um, I think he's been. I think he's just been kind of playing with music and just kind of huh. being kind of low key. Are huh. you trying out for a part in Oliver Twist? No, <clears throat> no, yeah, these are my my arthritis. Class. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, foot yes. in mouth. Some days yes. that happens a lot. What are, you, what are you doing with those crutches? What are you, crippled? There <laughs> yeah, you go, Doug. Real nice. Oh, God. I really know. I'm, nice. too young, I'm too young to have to deal with this crap, but it is what it is. It so, is what Dave, it is. My so husband I've, I've, Dave was sweet enough to go buy me the copper fit arthritis Oh, do they gloves. work? Yeah, they feel nice and snug, and it takes the swelling sort of down. Sort like the compression kind of, yeah, yeah like it's compression kind of stuff. a compression thing, and um, it just makes this, my fingers work a little better. This time better. of year, everybody's complaining about aches and pains, and oh, I know yeah. when the when that weather turns, and if you suffer from any type of arthritis, you really feel it. I mean, when I move my fingers, it feels like the a rubber bands are about to snap. Oh. That's how ah. stiff and sore they are. So, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do have a good cripple guy story, though. <laughs> oh, I'm glad Years ago, we were in Vegas, and you know some of these people, for National Auto Dealers Association, which is a massive four-day blowout party. And Studio 54, it was in the MGM. It was like, it was rocking. <clears throat> yep. And, and yep. this uh, company hired the, it was a private party. So I was working for Ted Turp. Ted and I and a bunch of his buddies, we get into the party, and it's so packed that you can't get any more people in. Well, we lost track of Ted's brother, Bob, and he'd call, and, hey, let me in. And the fire marshal, I said, you you missed the boat. We can't come and get you. So 15 minutes later, Bubba comes in in a wheelchair. What? Bubba? Yeah, Ted's brother, Bubba. He's the guy that couldn't get in because he didn't. So, but you know, handicapped him. He, he just saw a wheelchair in the in the uh. casino and jumped in it and wheeled in. Now, for most people, that would be an, <coughs> enough guile, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Bob thinks, hmm, maybe an opportunity to meet some women. So, fifteen minutes later, <laughs> oh my God, he's out on the dance floor. <laughs> Well, some pretty good-looking gal flipping around the wheels and doing spins oh, and geez. stuff and holding her hands. And, oh, my God. And then he decides that, well, maybe it's time that she wants to kiss me, so he stands up. Oh! 
she slapped him right across oh, the face. Oh, my God. Go. Good for her. I love it. <laughs> it's like Guy Cavallero on Second City. I love Oh, God. Love that character. Just every once in a while, he'd stand up. <laughs> what? Hey, you know, Doe's just resting. What's wrong with that? Well, this my mom a uses rest. a wheelchair and also can stand up yeah. whenever she feels like she's strong enough. I don't know. People mm-hmm. can do that, I guess. Yeah. Now, Bob was like 38 at the time. I think. Oh, well. This was a while ago. could have issues. Well, your, mo- <laughs> your mother, as soon as I, I remember I wheeled up to put her in the wheelchair and she stood up and walked. She is a, still to this day a bit of a show off. No. Yeah. And she hadn't seen you in so long. She wanted yeah, to definitely show off for you. Oh, yeah. so. Betty and I get along really well. It's wonderful. It's all true. Probably not at first, though. She kind of admits that. She's like, yeah, we weren't too sure about Well, you. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Who's <laughs> ever sure about anybody at first? I'm dating a DJ. Wow. No, no, yeah. no, no. I wasn't. That that I, was, I was working at Capitol Records when I met Kathy. That's oh, right. even better. <laughs> oh, record rap. Speaking of the record, record, guy. Guy. Speaking of the yeah. record business, cocaine and hookers. We watched a. Uh, <laughs> it was too long, but it was a really good documentary about Clive Davis. I learned oh, a lot really? about him. It's, oh, yeah, he's, it's, a, he's an interesting guy. So here's the deal of his story that I found the most interesting. He grew up Jewish kid in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. He's an undergrad at NYU, and his, both his parents die when he's an undergrad. Oh, I didn't it's know that. First and second uh, year, he gets into Harvard Law. Does a great job, and he's working as a staff attorney for CBS. And the president of CBS, this is like 1967 or 8, calls him up and says, we want you to run uh, the musical instruments industry. At that time, CBS owned Fender. Mm-hmm. Well, Leo Fender sold them to CBS in like 65 that. or so. Really? And he's like, you know, I'm not a musician. I don't... And he went in the next day, and I was going to turn it down, and the president said, you know, we've rethought this a little bit. Um, We're going to have Bobby run uh, Fender. We want you to be the head of uh, Columbia Records. What? He was a staff lawyer, and they just said, here, now you're the president of Columbia. Oh. What? No musical background. Um, I can't remember who it was. Somebody famous flew him out to Monterey Pop Festival, 1967. Jimmy Andrews. Baby. So first person he signs? Janis Joplin. That's pretty oh, good. Yeah. And it turns out the guy's just got an amazing ear. And they, they interviewed a lot of the people, a lot of them's historical, but about how they felt about working for Clive Davis. And they just loved him. All the musicians from Carlos Santana, <laughs> yeah, Grateful Dead, to Whitney yeah. Houston, to all these people. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, Ahmed Erdogan, who was the head of Atlantic. Atlantic, yep. His kind of counterpart, really just a brilliant record guy, he was giving a speech. Apparently, they were both trying to sign Moby Grape, which was not a great band. But in 1971, they thought they were going to be something else. They had the finger on the front cover. So Who? uh, Moby Grape. band called Moby Grape. I don't know So uh, Erdogan's telling the story. He goes, I just about had him, but I didn't. And they were going to meet Clive Davis. So I called him up, and I said, whatever you do, don't sign sign with, uh, with Columbia. So the next day, I called him up and said, how would it go? And he says, well, we signed with Clive Davis. And he's like, I told you not to. And he goes, no, Mr. Erdogan, it's fine. Um, he knows uh, how much you love the music, so he said it would be okay if you came into the studio when we record the album. <laughs> and Ahmed uh, Erdogan goes, shit. Oh, <laughs> man. It was a, it's a really good doc. Being in the record business, I'd love, to, love see to see that. that. Oh, it's it's love- long, but it's really good, and they interview the actual people. You know, we know I knew a lot of those people, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know Clive Davis. I've met Clive Davis. I met uh, uh, Ahmed Erdogan. Um, Did you really? Wow. Yeah. One of my favorites, though, was a guy. What the hell was his name? He was the chairman of the board of Capitol for a while. I can't remember. But he, I went into his He called me in his office and uh, out in the tower. God, I can't remember who the hell that was. Doesn't matter. But he's on the phone, and he's being threatened by, um, damn it. The mob? No, who won, who ran Warner Brothers back in the day? I can't, I, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. remember. I don't remember either. But the guy from Warner Brothers was threatening our guy, the chairman. And he looks at me like I'm sitting where Catherine is. He's on this and he's on the phone. And he looks at me, and I could hear the you know the phone conversation. He looks at me, and he says into the phone, I will squeeze you like a grape. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where you like, got that from. Yeah, that's all oh, that was from him, yeah. Yeah, I just actually, Dave and I just watched a documentary, 
and they were talking about Warner Brothers, and one of them was kind of like their... Yeah, who the hell was that? I'm looking them up right now. Uh, was it Jack Warner? No, it wasn't Jack no, Warner. No, it was, Jack Warner uh, in the movie. Uh, was Jack in the 30s. Warner. Sam Warner, maybe? I can't remember which no. brother. Because we watched a documentary on Abbott and Costello. And uh, they were talking about Warner Brothers and how the contention... Oh, they what they did in his office? You know this story? What the What the... Jack Warner wanted to talk to the Marx Brothers about coming signing with him to do uh-huh. movies. Mm-hmm. Only he was late. He was like an hour late. So Jack Warner walks into his office, and there are the four Marx Brothers sitting around. All of the furniture had been broken up into little bits, and they set it on fire. They were roasting marshmallows in his office. God. That's some star power right then. That's a little psychotic. Just a little, yes. Keith Keith Moon's got nothing on Chico Marx. No, no, he does not. I I found out a lot of interesting things about Abbott and Costello that I didn't know, and it was kind of sad when they um, yeah. talked about his, the death of his son on air. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like standing there in Port Costello. He just looks like he's about to just bust out in tears. Oh. But yeah, people don't know. Um, his son drowned in the pool, family mm-hmm. pool, oh. when he was like, oh, uh, he was just a toddler, I think. So, but yeah, it, it was an interesting documentary, that's for sure. I love Abbott and Costello. I, yeah. I really wish they would bring kind of those comedic duos back. You don't see that anymore. It's all individual stuff. Yeah. And I, I just love that. I love, like, the Smothers Brothers, Abbott and Costello, the Marx Brothers. Martin and- Lewis. <laughs> now we're talking. They were great. Now, now we have Martin and Martin. Martin, Martin Short and Yes, Steve I Martin. saw that yeah. at Treasure yeah. Island. Yeah. That was fantastic. That, that was a good show. Oh, I love those two together. They are. They are really good. They're they're both very very good. As a matter of fact, then you had the, the last one. The last duo I can remember is um, what the hell? Um, what what was Ben Stiller's father's name? Oh, again? Jerry. Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stiller and Ann Mira. Mm-hmm. Because they were married, oh, right? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they were. I think they were the last duo in comedy though. Because I can't remember anybody after them. They were really good though. And then Ben yeah, Jerry Stiller's really funny. He always had <laughs> Sonny really and Cher. <laughs> yeah, I, I said comedy. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get too well, carried tried, away with them. They tried to bring that back a little bit with um, Martin Short and what was what's her name? Uh, oh my gosh, it was just like a two years ago. They tried to bring it back. They it did kind of like a a variety show. Really? I don't remember yeah. that at all. It's hmm. that one gal. She was from SNL. Must have been popular. Yeah. Oh, not Nora Dunn. N- no, I don't. Th- let me look. Was her it up. Nora Dunn? I don't. I She's don't. the one. I'm not working with that guy. What, <laughs> who's it? Who is the? Uh, no, it's not Nora Dunn. The greaser guy. What was his name again? Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, she would not work with him. Who was my favorite? Kind uh, of blamer. The only favorite part of A Star Is Born. I thought he was great. He That's plays, what everybody tells me. He yeah, plays, he was really uh, good in it. Lady Gaga's father and he's perfectly cast oh, yeah. You yeah i'm looking at that and i go sarah i think that's andrew dice clay and she goes no oh my god it is yeah god you guys the, rest ever, of the movie was horrible we only got about a less than a minute here do you guys ever watch the good doctor Mm-mm. Yes. really yeah, really, good, really good, show. good show there is a scene where he was dating this woman or he went on a date a, with if, you this woman. if you don't know anything about it he's an autistic surgeon. brilliant surgeon mm-hmm. yeah went on a date with this woman so he comes to deliver it. She works in, what, the dispensary or something? In no, the she's in pathology. <clears throat> pathology. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he has to give her something. And she goes, I just wanted you to know that uh, that I really had a good time and I, I hope we can go out again. And he goes, I had a horrible time and I would never want to do that again. <laughs> wow. And turns around and leaves. I had a horrible time. I would never do that again. And he just walks away. Oh my God. That show is phenomenal. Yeah, the actress' name is. is Maya Rudolph. That's what oh yeah, Maya Rudolph. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maya, yeah. Okay. yeah that, that was a bomb. We will take a break. Be back with car selling secrets in just a couple of minutes. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go get the cops. The cops.